Well, welcome once again on this Wednesday. We're talking about covenant. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters, Lord, that are in covenant relationship with you. And Lord, because they are in covenant, Lord, I command healing to come to their bodies. I command their, their mind and, and their, their intellect, their spirit to be sensitive to your voice. Hallelujah. Healing, sensitivity to your voice. And I command financial prosperity upon them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, three things the Lord did for you when you entered into a covenant with him, agreement, under the New Testament. Like I said, the word testament means a person's will, especially when it pertains to personal property. The word covenant means an agreement. You have an agreement with God. Say this. Say, I have an agreement with God. Now, God has agreed. Listen to me now. God does not break his agreement. He has agreed to heal your body. How many are sick today? Do you know that God has agreed to heal your body? You need to remind him of his agreement. He agreed to that. You need to remind him of, of his agreement. Do you know that God has promised to uh, take care of you financially? The Lord is my shepherd. <clears throat> or the Lord is my father. Hallelujah, I heard Brother Andrew Gardner at the church came one Sunday with that revelation. I thought that was good. Under the old covenant, because they uh, they didn't know God as father, he was their shepherd. Under the new covenant, he became our father. Matthew 23 and 9 said, call no man father, for there is one is in heaven that is your father. You don't have to go into the booth and say, holy father, I have sinned. No, you have one. Say, call no man father. You got a man in heaven that is your father. And Jesus Christ, the son, was God in the flesh, making atonement for your sins. Now, what I was saying was that God has agreed to take care of you financially because he is your father. Luke, I am your father. How many of you see Star Wars? But anyway, I threw that in. Me and a guy at work, we always have fun about the Star Wars trilogy. Uh, well, it's more than a trilogy now. But anyway, we have a father in heaven. You know what I'm saying? And he has promised to take care of us financially. But you got to remind him, Lord, I have a covenant with you. And you're going to have an opportunity for this thing said and done to remind God of his covenant. Because the devil comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus has come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So the covenant is activated as you acknowledge him. The covenant is activated as you worship him. As you remind him, it's a reason they took communion. Jesus was teaching his disciples. He said, uh, eat my flesh and drink my blood so you'll have part in me. You see what I'm saying? He gave them communion. Why? To remind them of the agreement and you're reminding God. You said, wait a minute. Now, God never said you weren't going to have trials and tribulations. But in the midst of the trials and tribulations, because he said he's going to give you this a hundredfold with persecutions. But in the middle of the trials and tribulations, you have to remind the Lord that, hey, I have a covenant relationship. That's called faith. And see, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you just can't sit back passive because the devil will, will take your lunch and pop the bag. He'll steal your peas. He'll steal your, your health. And he'll steal your finances if you don't remind the devil. Remind yourself and remind the Lord that you have a covenant. See, because the power is in your tongue. If you sit out and say, well, it's automatic, 
it ain't you you'll see what's automatic. Automatically you're gonna automatically lose if you think it's automatic. You automatically got to wake up in the morning in a warfare mode, reminding the Lord of the covenant. When Brother Scotty Man, when he revealed that brother brother and sister Bean take that communion every day, boy, that was that came as revelation to me. Hallelujah. I wasn't even there that Sunday. I was praying over the Gulf, but I watched the replay. Hallelujah. And I found out. This man, 92 year old, me and him talk all the time. He said, back in 1950, when I was coach, he was old, a retired football coach. Faculty is still working. Mind still sharp and crisp. And so, if they taking communion every morning, that means every morning they remind the Lord of the blood covenant. Lord, this, this, this wafer, this bread represent that my body is healed. This blood represent that I don't have any sin. Lord, I'm reminding myself and I'm reminding you. Then you go on forth on your day and walk in victory. <clears throat> Keep on living. Keep on going to sleep, waking up. Going to sleep, waking up. Going to sleep, waking up. Hallelujah for, for a long time. With long life, he'll satisfy you and show you his salvation. Let me show you how important how God keep covenant. How God even remember covenants that you make, that you done made with friends, that you done made with your wife. God is a covenant keeping God, and he, he stands watch over a covenant. Look, Listen to this. this gonna, you're going to love this. You might not love it, but it's good. 2 Samuel 21 and at verse 1. Then there was a famine in the days of David three years, year after year. And David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered, It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he slew the Gibeonites. Now, see, the children of Israel had made a, uh, now this is me talking, I'm not reading. They made an agreement with the Gibeonites. That's why God told them, when you take the land, don't make agreements with them. One place, some men tricked them, feigned themselves as from a far country, and caused Joshua to make an agreement with them, and they was their neighbors. See, they were supposed to drive them out of there. But because they made an agreement, they couldn't drive them out of there and they became thorns in their side. See, God wants you to cast the devil out. Don't make an agreement with the devil. Verse 2, and the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites. <laughs> and the children of Israel had sworn unto them, and Saul sought to slay them in his zeal to the children of Israel and Judah. Wherefore, David said unto the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? And wherewith shall I make the atonement? You know, the atonement is made by blood. That ye may bless the inheritance of the Lord. And the Gibeonites said unto him, We will have no silver nor gold of Saul, nor of his house. In other words, the atonement ain't going to be made by money. Neither of us shalt thou kill any man in Israel. And he said, What ye shall say, that I will I do for you. And they answered the king, The man that consumed us, and that devised against us, that we should be destroyed from remaining in any other coast of Israel. Let seven men of his sons be delivered unto us, and we will hang them up unto the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, whom the Lord did choose, and the king said, I will give them. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul. Listen, because of the Lord's oath that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. Now, David had a covenant with Jonathan. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And he can't break covenant. See, if he would have sent Mephibosheth, then David would have broke the covenant that he had with Jonathan. 
See, God recognized covenant, and then David would have been in trouble. Some of his children would have had to be killed. So watch this. But the king took the two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Ea, whom she bound to Saul, Amar and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Micah. Now, that ain't the same Mephibosheth that uh, was with David. That's a different one. And the five sons of Micah, the daughter of Saul. You remember when David, those of you who study scripture, David came dancing and danced out his clothes. And Micah, the daughter of Saul, said, you act like a foolish man. David remember what she did, right? And see, the five sons of Micah, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adriel, the son of Barzillah, the Mahanite. You remember Saul gave her, David killed a, a, a thousand Philistines, uh, 200 Philistines, uh, and got their foreskin and gave it to uh, Saul. And, and he's supposed to give David Micah for wife, but he gave his daughter to another man. She had children by that man. David eventually went back and got her, but she didn't have any kids by David. Well, David ended up giving the sons of, uh, uh, that she had, she was the daughter of Saul, to these people to hang for, for an atonement. It, it's amazing how God keep remember covenant and keep covenant. And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hill before the Lord, and they fell all seven together and were put to death in the days of the harvest, in the first days in the beginning of barley wheat. And as you drop down, you'll find out that the Lord was entreated of the land. That's in the 14th verse. After the atonement was made, because they broke covenant, they broke agreement. After they made an atonement for breaking agreement, then God healed the land of that drought. So God is a covenant-keeping God. I want to remind you that if he say you're healed, you're healed. If he say you got money, you got money. That's how he works. Be blessed.